Hey, hey, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Hey, great to be with you, Allie. Hey, great to be with you, too. You're standing up, and I'm, I'm sitting down, so it looks like you're, like, you're, anyway you are, but you're a lot taller than I am. <laughs> so, how so how's it going? You? Everything's good? What's that? I said, how are you? I'm good. I'm 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 yeah, I'm really good. You know, like things have been great as far as um you know, the whole entire comeback. I, I, you know, I'm reading it on um one of the Facebook pages that I'm involved with and, and people are saying like they're busier than ever, like with new enrollments, you know, people are signing up. I, I think that two things probably happened. A lot of schools sadly went out of business, um, so that those people need places to go. And then people realize, like, martial arts is one of those things that could really help them, you know, uh, accomplish goals, you know, throughout a time like we're in right now, stress and, you know, being physically out of shape and all that other stuff, that martial arts is becoming part of the an- answer. Yeah, I agree. So, you know? Yeah, just, so what uh, about you? How, how are you doing? We're just up on leads and we're, uh, you know, going to town. <laughs> That's great. I, I mean, um, I hear a little bit of an echo. Is you? Am I on your speakers or no? That's. Weird. I was I just hear. checking to make sure that you could hear me. Uh, uh, yeah, and yeah. I did the same thing too. On on the we're on audio wise. We're on as far as uh, Facebook. That's working well. Yeah, I'm yeah, just so following I, up on leads uh, uh, that that you know uh, Gus has been getting us, and so uh, you know we're just tugging away with that, and it's been a good month. Um, you know, so I, I can't complain at all. We're we're I I think by the end of this month we should um you know technically we're gonna have probably fifteen people that have signed up. Um but uh, some of those are third family members and so I charge full price for the first two and then anybody else, you know, in the additional family can train at no additional cost. They gotta pay the registration fee, but there's no cost to them. Wow. That, and that's um, a great like deal. so like last night I just signed up three people from the same family. So two are paying, one is not. And right. uh so that's gonna you know, so we, we probably would be about fifteen in total, but maybe eleven or twelve uh in reality paying wise, if that makes sense. That's awesome, though. That's great. I mean, me too. I think that I should close out the month with about 10 new as well. And um, they're all full price at the higher rate because I did raise my prices ever so slightly. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I was due for it anyway. Like, I was well underpriced. Like, in fact, last time we were talking about price, one of the listeners on our show said, why are you so inexpensive, you know? And, um, you know, our prices range in my area anywhere from like 100 bucks on up to $250. And I'm in the middle at 145 on my basic program, 225 at my highest program. So, um, you know, and people could do additional add-ons that would bring them into the 260, 270 range with leadership team and other things like that. But um, average price, I'm happy at 145 um, and uh, my school's growing, uh, you know, and uh, it seemed to have leveled off now. Like I'm not getting an everyday flow of, hey, I want to quit, cancel my membership, I can't afford it. Um, more of, you know, hey, I want to try out your classes and see how you're doing. And uh, and the people who are training are still training. And even though, you right. know, we moved our our headquarters to the to our secondary location and made that our headquarters, um, but at the same time, those people that have been training, they're, they're continuing on, they're renewing, and um, getting new membership. But the ones that haven't been training that were very loyal and still paid to help us through this tough time, 
a lot of them are bailing out, but not more than, you know, than we're bringing in. So we're on a little bit of an upward tick, which is great. Yeah, and, you know, look at it this way. When you raise your prices, uh, when you lose someone at the old price and you gain somebody at the new price, it's a win-win. I mean, it would right. be nice if that other person would stay because then that would be a win-win-win. Uh, right. But uh, that's, you know, the only other positive thing that you can, you know, probably take out of that is the fact that you, you now are are uh, making more uh, on, the, uh, on, on the investment, if that makes sense. Yeah. So today you and I chatted. We're like, hey, what are we going to talk about today? You know, any any ideas? And I'm like, we're both – I'm like, hey, I've been really focused on onboarding and communication, clarity of communication with my clientele. And you're like, hey, that's what I've been focused on as well. So oh, I'm like, great, goodness. what a great topic for today, right? So um, what do you think? Why don't you start it well, off, like what, what, what this is to you and why you're so focused on it? Well, okay, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let's set the stage. I, I, I'm curious why you chose this as, um, you know, a project that you're doing in your school right now. I, I mean, I have my reasons on on why I believe it's necessary at this moment, even more so than it's been necessary uh, before. So why is this something of uh, emphasis or focus for you right now? Okay, so I'm going to give you a – kind of short-winded, long-winded, you know, um, explanation. So as I move my school, it's crazy. I've been there almost 30 years in the one location, right? So um, some people are sending me their condolences on so sorry, and I'm like, no, this is a conscious decision. I wanted to kind of simplify my life ever ever so slightly, right, or or largely, actually. So, um, you know, time, time was right. I got an offer. Someone wanted to buy my building. You know, we've been training at my other location regularly because we only wanted to teach out of one. But long story short, as I'm moving stuff, I'm noticing how many things and how many people, you know, old contracts, old memberships, old trial classes that potentially probably could have been longer or, or you know, they didn't sign up. I could have gotten them to sign up if I only communicated better. If I only simplified, like I noticed I had all these systems to do so many different things. And by the way, you know, Spark is one of our sponsors. Um, their software has made yours and my life so simple um, because of the automations. And we'll talk about that a little bit later and, you know, get, doing things for us without us having that manpower to do it. But I'm noticing, too, that for me, the lack of stress that I'm dealing with on new members is because I'm, I'm so crystal clear on on what we're doing, on what's expected of them, of what they need to do, what we're gonna do, what they can expect in the future, and um, and that's all set up through a really organized system that you and I both call onboarding a student, right? Someone who comes in, you know, and they're, it's their first week. What emails do they get? What text messages do they get to let them know ahead of time what to expect? You know, what to prepare, how to act, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So for me. I've found that it's just making the sign-up process easier, and it's making my life so much easier. It's like, not like, hey, how, how come you didn't wear your uniform? Oh, you didn't tell me. Well, we did, you know, and then they'd say, no, you never did, and maybe we didn't. Maybe the program manager forgot. Maybe they didn't give them the correct letter. You know, all these things were potentially missed because there was a lot of human error. Now the software does it all for us. They get to see my videos, my wording, my letters, my everything from me the way I want it to be done with no error at all. And it's making my life so simple. So that's, that's my long winded explanation. Yeah. So uh, here's, here's the reason um, I I'm doing it. 
One is, uh, I, I don't know if you found this to be true, but we are speaking a different language than the new people that are coming in. And yeah. our expectations of different, let's call it niceties, that you and I grew up on, some of these kids nowadays and their parents don't have. Right. So even even as small as, uh, you know, hi, my name is Dwayne Brummett. I introduce myself to the kid. Hi, my name is Mr. Brummett. And then I have to direct the parent to say, um, just so you know, I mean, and I don't, I don't, and I don't even do that. I do it at an automation, by the way, via video. Right. But you know, I let them know that um, I have no problem you calling you know you calling me by my first name, but that's what you want to do. But we don't do that in front of the student. So if you and I are corresponding right. via text, email, uh, over the phone. Um, and you don't want to call me Mr. Brummett, that's one thing. But in front of the student, you know, I'm Mr. Brummett. Yeah, and and I never had to do that before. Right. Everybody, you know what I mean? When we first started, everybody was, you know, your title or whatever. I never I never uh, went by my title. I always just went by Mr. Brummett. Yeah. Um, and, you know, part of that was, obviously, I, I, I run a Christian school, um, as a master belt, master brummet, some some you know uh, Christians have a hard time with that. You know, I only have one right. master; it's Jesus. You know, okay, that's right. fine. You know, and, and so I I just go by Mr. Brummet. It's not a big deal. Um, but I just I see the clientele is mostly a little different. And I'll give you a for instance: the the individuals that I signed up last night, three kids. Uh, horrible, horrible life situation where uh, grandma and grandpa are now raising them because uh, mom was in a terrible uh, accident and she basically is a paraplegic. Um, and the kids were also getting beat by their real dad, and and that was before wow. mom had a had a, uh, uh, a, a an accident. And so, you know, pa- these grandparents are. They're on these kids, and by the way, they, they, the the youngest is in my three and four. The next one's in the five and six, and the next one's in the seven and up class. So they come at three forty-five, and they stay there all the way until seven o'clock, and then they leave. So these wow. grandparents are basically babysitting the, the the two kids while one's in class, and then, and then there is about an hour in between one of them that that they're not eligible for that class because it's an advanced class. And yeah. um, these these grandparents are on those kids. And even to the point where, um, you know, we gave them their uniform last night, and she said, uh, you know, hey, Johnny, you know, uh, you got to start wearing a black T-shirt. Mr. Bremen said it has to be black underneath your uniform. That's a grandma. I Yeah. There's parents that still don't get it, even though it's in the videos. You, you see what I'm right. saying? Yeah, and so that's why I have had to go and go through the onboarding process and decide what's the most important things that they need to 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 get a grasp on now as a trial student. And I actually have two onboarding uh, processes that are happening at the same time. One is for the parent, educating them on the program, eventually talking about a price, you know, 
from you know how to tie their kid's belt to how to teach their teach their own kid how to tie their belt to um, you know uh, punching in using the app. I mean all those things, right? Right. And then the kids the kids have their own onboarding videos. So like the first video they get is um, all about uh, proper etiquette. And this is what we do. We bow into class. And when the instructor and everything's yes sir or no sir, yes ma'am or no ma'am. Uh, this is when we line up. Here's the commands that you're going to hear, even though they've already heard it once, right? Uh, here's the commands that and what they mean. Um, and then the second video they get is something a little bit different. I honestly can't. I don't remember right now, right off the top of my head. But it's the next onboarding uh, piece. You know, I think it has belt tying in it, something like that. And then the third one that they get for the student is um, how to do the low block that they're learning. Um, oh, right. I'm sorry. The second one is the bow and, you know, those type of things. Uh, the third one is the, 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 the low block and the middle punch and the front kick because those are the three things that I want them to be working on. Yeah. Um, the fourth one is, I think, oh, the pattern, the pattern of the form that they're going to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the fifth one is uh, the reference point in our self-defense. Because uh, that's going to be congruent no matter what level they're at in 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 uh, in beginners. Because our our beginner self defense rotates. Our beginners are there for a year in that beginner class, and every three months it rotates. But but the follow up for all the self defense is the same. They just got to learn the beginning piece. So they they learn that reference point um, on that video. So the parents have their own onboarding that's happening, and then the kids have their own onboarding that's happening as well. But we had to like make sure that the videos are short and sweet. We really can't make it long-winded, um, you know, that type of thing. And, and then, you know, obviously the, the, the crux of the video when they're learning the material or whatever, like the physical material, is really, really quick and, quick and straight and to the point. And then I practice it with them. So, all right, you're standing in your position. Let's do it with me, all right? Right arm up, ready, go, boom. Oh, good, That's left arm up, ready, go, boom, that type of thing. We're going to do that two more times, boom, boom, boom. And then I say, all right. Let's move on to the next one. And the, like I said, there's three, the, the low block, the middle punch, and the front kick. And then I say, okay, now you're responsible now, um, you know, to, to practice this ten more times on your own. I'm not going to do it with you. And I'll see you in the next video, you know, that type of thing. And it's just to kind of awesome. get them to be – yeah, does that make sense? It totally does. And, you know, it's kind and of funny. Inside, you did, oh, real quick, real quick. That's also uh, their videos, not the parents, but the kids. The kids' videos are inside the app, so they have to get used to going inside the app. And we right. have uh, 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 what, uh, a university called First Steps. Oh, that's great. You know, it's interesting you mentioned that uh, videos are in short clips. It's like that TV show now or the company uh, that just went bankrupt, though, uh, Quibi. And it was an all, uh, it's like an actual movie production company. They had $1.7 billion in investors, and it was like little tiny movies uh, in 10-minute or 5-minute clips on your telephone. Um, but they, uh, they found out that they didn't promote it well enough to get people interested because during the quarantine, people were home, and they weren't on their phone. They were on their TV. So it kind of worked against them, the timing. If it was a different era, they would be traveling to their job on their train, going to work, and they'd watch these quick 10-minute clips, you know. But I love that you said these short videos because attention span is everything, right? So for me, I think that it's important for us to understand that I think the majority of parents and students, whether they be young or old, they want to have some sort of level of uh, morality and respect 
in their children's lives or their lives, right? They're seeing um, the the defamation and the destruction of morality in our country um, and around the world where people have just no respect for each other, whether it be on Facebook and the way they talk about each other and the racism and all that. I think that everyone would like to see the quality, you know, grow in the world. And I think that this is a perfect opportunity for us as martial artists because they're turning to us to kind of show that, teach that, and embed that into their children's lives. So I think that that whole communication of us in the early stages, um, even before they actually sign up. So in other words, onboarding them into a regular membership, we have a program which is basically what we call our 30-day free program. And then within that 30 days, they receive a series of emails and, and text messages during that 30-day period. So I'll, I'll take this as my, my part of it, where for me, when a person joins, I used to think back, like, how much could I communicate with that client? If they were in the lobby, I'd communicate, right? And if I wasn't teaching the class, I'd come out and jibber-jabber and try to remember all the points that were important. Then, um, you know, after class, I'd come up, if I was teaching, I'd say, hey, oh, my God, they did so great. But that's only like a w real quick snippet of uh, information, right? So I went through and created this process for that three-month program where I wanted to really truly educate them on what we do. So if we're doing a drill block, like you just said, or we're teaching them bowing, like you just said, or we're teaching them the yes, sir, no, sir, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, um, I wanted to educate the parents on why we do that and why it's good for them. Because everyone, it's all about WIIFM, what's in it for me, right? So if right. a parent sees, sees us telling their kids they have to do this, they have to do that, we're yelling at them in class, they're going like, I don't know, like I don't want my kid yelled at all day long every day, you know, three days a week. Or, um, but we're explaining to the parents why we're doing what we do and why it's beneficial to those kids. Now they see the value in it and they get ingrained in, in the lesson. So they're like, yeah, I like how you said yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am. And I'm liking it how you bow. And, 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 I'm, and they understand the reasons behind it, not as just some false martial art dogma or, you know, bowing to a higher idol and, you know, hierarchy and all that. They're seeing, and I just wrote down as you were talking, I'm going to write an article. Um, I wrote, um, you know, developing respectful children through adult and, and adults through the martial arts. Like, how, to, how does that, what we do, help them have better kids, right? And that's pretty important. So this is an onboarding before they actually sign up, when they're in my three months. Yes. Then once they sign up, then they get another set of stuff about now that they're a member. Here's how you wash your uniform. How's how you tie your belt. Here's how you do all this stuff. This is what to expect when you're going to get your – so they don't have to ask me, when does my kid get his white belt? Because in my school, you have to earn it. They already had a letter explaining that to them. So I'm finding less and less of the questions being asked because I've answered them ahead of time, and I'm engaging the parents and wanting them to, to listen. They're reading it. They want to go on the app, which I love. The app is just so amazing. Like all of the communication is right there through push notifications and so on. So it's been well, a good thing. This is, I, yeah, I'll say COVID has been a good thing with regards to getting people to uh, get on their emails and check their emails and, and right. do things like that. Or uh, be used to just getting on electronical, uh, electronic devices to yeah. uh, accomplish things. And so I think in that aspect, it's been a great benefit to us. Um, you know, for that, even just from the communication standpoint, like <clears throat> I, I don't know about you, but uh, and you, I don't know. I, I use my iPad. I got a couple iPads at the studio, but I use the iPad right. with with uh, Spark 
and then I'll do text-to-speech when I'm talking to the people, right? I mean, I'll just go, you know, uh, yeah. yes, you need to go here, blah, 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 blah. I've also, I've also created a library of videos for uh, common questions. And so, um, uh, you know, I've had people, even though in the onboarding, we teach them how to make their private lessons, right? Uh, some people just don't listen or they don't remember. And so I just have a video. They'll say to me, hey, can I make a private lesson for such and such? I go, yeah, you can do it right right inside the app. And then so yeah. I have a notepad that's in here, and I go to that particular notepad that, is, you know, says uh, private lesson, and I copy that uh, URL, and then I say, here's the video on how to do it. Like, yep. I mean, it's, that's that's how, you know what I'm saying? It's absolutely, I do know what you're saying, and you know what, you're great at that. You've already, you know, you do tutorials, and I've learned from you. I'm using the same software on my iPad, on my uh, iPhone, where I can trap and capture and make all videos that I couldn't do on my desktop, right, that I, you know, I'm showing people how to operate their phone and the app and so on. I even shot a video, which I never do. I'm not fond of driving in the car and talking on video. I know you do that, um, but uh, but. I get yelled at if my daughter was in the car, she'd be mad at me. But anyway, um, I shot a video the other day. I was holding the camera in my one hand and driving um, and looking straight ahead, just talking how to get to my school the way I drive because it's very fast with the route that I take, straight highway to a side street around the back way, and I'm in. It takes me 12 minutes from West Islip, so I have a lot of clients from the town of West Islip that were taking this one road that had like 50 lights on the road like because it was straight run. But um, it was taking them 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and I'm like, no, if you just do what I do, and I showed them how, um, they got there like that. So people watch the video, and they're like, oh, I never even knew that you could go in through this way and back through the, you know, and um, that video itself saved me the headache and frustration of people thinking like, yes, yeah, so inconvenient, it's 25, 30 minutes to get there, when it really is only 12, and they thought it's because I'm driving 120 miles an hour in my car, which is not true, um, you right, know, it right. was just the, the route that I took eliminated all the back roads and the, and the stoplights and all of the stop signs and so on. So when we communicate, we onboard, again, that just makes their lives easier. It makes our lives easier. It keeps our retention up. People are like, wow, this is, this is good. Well, Darren wrote, he says, creating videos is uh, like having another employee. And, and that is so true. It, it, it really yeah. is uh, having another employee. You know, uh, one of the very first uh, things that happen, uh, like with regards to onboarding, is when somebody enters in their information and they complete all the way through the shopping cart and then, you know, they set up their own class, they're taken to a thank you page. And that specific thank you page actually has a video of me outside of the studio. Because we're, you know, you've been to my school. We're off the yeah, yeah. path. I'm like, you yeah. wouldn't even know we're there. And yeah. so I'm outside of the studio. And and I got the camera face in the studio, and I'll say, you know, hey, I something like, hey, guys, Mr. Brummett here. Thanks for registering, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, as you can see, I'm standing in front of the studio right now. But just to, so you know where we're located, and I turn the camera, and I say, we're located, you see that bank right there? That is Midland Bank. We're all located yeah. right, right behind Midland Bank off of North Street uh, in Bradley. You know, and, I, and then I, I, I say, you know what, let's go ahead and walk in so I can show you where you need to go when you come in. And, like, I literally yeah. walk them in and say, oh, here's the office. You're going to come into the office in order to get started, you know. So we're looking forward to see you then, you know, that whatever it is. But now, do you like, use, that's the first. Do you use a teleprompter software? Because I notice, like, you're looking right in the camera, and it seems to me that you have a long 
memorize speech, but do you have, are you using some sort of teleprompter program to hit all the points? I, I do on some videos, yes, I have an app for that. Um, uh, and then other videos I don't. Some I just, you know, are off the cuff. But other ones, other ones, uh, yeah, there's a video software. Let me look it up here. It is Big VU, so B-I-G, V is in Victor, U is on, uh, Umbrella. That's cool. And no, I uh, always wonder yeah, like, why you did like, that uh, so well. It's like 60 bucks a year. Yeah, yeah, it's like 60 awesome. bucks a year. And, um, yeah, it's just super simple. Uh, you can edit the videos on their software. I don't. Uh, I use my own software yeah. to edit the videos. But, um, yeah. And way, see, Darren, I don't even use that. Go ahead. Go, no, it's okay. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying, then I'll just say it. Yeah, so I, and I posted this uh, inside of their, inside of our, uh, um, uh, our group. Um, so I'll write, like, I'll write the copy. And then, of course, I'll use that app to read it. And then I take that and I put that into, um, the video software that I've put inside of here before that actually will then populate the words as I talk. That's awesome. Yeah, I noticed that you do that like the, um, what do they call that on the bottom, uh, of, of a movie, um, screen captioning and, and so on, right? It's like it's a, when you see the word being written, it tends to go into your brain because you're reading it and listening to it. So Darren Hunter, um, if uh, correct me, Darren, if I'm wrong, but Darren's from the UK. He's from England. Um, okay. And uh, him and I used to work together, do coaching and, and stuff like that and so on. He has a, has a school there for a long time. So uh, I don't know, Darren, let me know if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I'd love to know that uh, some of our clients in England are listening in. Um, so yeah, Dwayne, so for me, if I look back in time, I'm going through papers. And uh, listen, I had a – back in the day, it was a lot harder to do this on automations on the computer. So I had like a series of postcards, postcard number one for the Black Belt Club advertisement, number two, number three, number four, and we mail them in sequence. But when you do stuff like that, you also have to have a record on paper or on the computer or on an Excel spreadsheet. And you have to say, okay, did we send out number one to all these clients? Now we have to send out number two. That's done. Check. So there's so many systems that we had in place, and I found that we had so many systems in place that a lot of times it became overwhelming for, for employees. It became overwhelming for the clients. So now with all this computer software and people are driven now, my clients are all driven. If they want to sign up for a class, they have to be on our app. There's no question about right. it. They can't opt out. I'm like, I'm sorry, you have to download that. Everyone's got an iPhone. Everyone's got a smartphone. Um, they could sign. I've had people that, oh, no, I never downloaded the app. I don't know how to do it. Well, you can't reserve a class unless you do it now. That's basically the way it is. So everyone is on the app. And now I'm able to send out push notifications. I'm able to send out a good morning, a happy Monday quote of the day. And then don't forget this week, the theme of the week is we're using our bows and our side. You know, bring those tools with you to class. And then don't forget to sign up for our Manhunt night, which we ended up with 25 kids in our manhunt night, which was pretty fun outside flashlight tag kind of thing. Um, and uh, it was a 30 bucks, you know, so it was like a $700 night, you know, maybe $500 profit, but money well received for the dojo, that kind of thing. So, so communication yep. is the key. Um, and Darren wrote, uh, correct, he's from the UK and England. Uh, you can create onboarding on Facebook private groups too. Yeah, we do that, Darren. I have a private group for just my clients that are actively training. If they quit, they're immediately removed from that group, 
But I'm finding, though, here's the trick with Facebook. And I don't know if you know this, Dwayne. Do you use Facebook a lot for communicating with your people, Dwayne, or no? Uh, no, not. I mean, I will write a blog post, and then it automatically goes to our uh, Facebook page. But that's it. Yeah. I don't have groups for my students and stuff. I don't want that headache. I don't want one more thing I got to check. Um, I don't want kids uh, in a Facebook group with me. You know, I mean, kids right. can like my page, but I, I just, you know, I I don't. Yeah, and let me tell you why, um, Darren, too, this is an, an error on our part, relying on Facebook as a communication tool. So um, I have it. I have, a, I have a Facebook group from my one school that I just transferred over. So I have two Facebook groups for, for the actual pages of the schools. Then I have a private Facebook group. I have a, um, a demo team group. I have, a, a, you know, a leadership team group. I have all these privately, you know, groups that people have to be members of to be in it. But what I found, and here's the real interesting thing, that Facebook, even though you have a group of, let's say, 50 people that are your main students that have opted into the group, and you send out a message like, hey, guys, don't forget class is closed because of snow today, Facebook may not show that to the entire 50 people. They'll start off gauging interest and engagement before they start. Right. So they might show it to eight people. If eight of those people that saw it, you know, commented, then they'll show it to more people. If, if people just thumbed up or loved it, they won't think of that as an interaction, so they may not show it to the group. And I've run test studies on this where I always say, please don't like or thumbs up. Always make a comment, even if the comment is that's awesome or ha, ha, ha or LOL, because Facebook sees that as interaction. And then people say, hey, I didn't even see this post until now. And then more people comment, and they go, hey, I didn't even see. And now, finally, we're reaching more of our people. But um, Facebook has an algorithm where they will decide on whether they want to show you something um, and uh, whether they want it to be seen. So we never truly know who we're communicating. We might have 5,000 friends, and we put out a post, but only 200 of them will see our post. You know, yeah. so it's yeah. kind of interesting. So this is why I love my the Spark app, because I send a push notification. It goes to everybody. And you know, yep. some people don't even know what a push notification is. So they're like, I never got it. And I say, can I see your phone? Oh, here it is. Oh, I didn't know what that was. Like, you know, you got to educate yeah. them on well, that too. That, but that's the thing. See, that's why when in our my very first meeting with them, when they come in, uh, I let them know that I'm going to send them a video on how to download our app tonight. That's the keyword. Download our app tonight and hook it up correctly so that it communicates with our system. By the way, once you hook it up, I want you to message me through the app. The video will show you how to do that. And that way oh, I, I know like you that. have it set up correctly. That, you know, and then and then when they message me back, I go, great. You know, uh, you know, th like whatever. I, I just quickly communicate back to them. And now now that, yeah. that solves that problem. And I'll say nine out of ten people do it. You know, there is that, yeah. that, that one person, you know, out of every ten that just doesn't do it. And so yeah, be it. And but, the, Spark, um, the Spark app's a little funny, too. Like, if a parent signed up for a, a form on my webpage um, that is in the Spark forms, and then they then went to a landing page and filled out the landing page, they might have used two different names. So when they sign up for the app, they might use the name, their name, but their kid's name is, is what I have the program under. So they're not getting full access to the app because they're just a prospect when they're not an actual student. So they might not be able to set up a class, um, fill out a questionnaire, et cetera, et cetera. So it's important for us to explain all those little details. And I literally walk people through. Like, for example, I know you don't do this, but I'm, I'm okay with this, is that I give everyone my cell number. 
So even on the app, it says, here's my cell number if you have any questions. And, yeah, I'll get calls at 9.30 at night. But it's not like, believe me, it's not like my phone is off the hook to the point where um, I have to say, please stop calling me. I get people who are really in need. But there are some people that now are my friends on, on my phone. Hey, Sheon, are there classes today? I'm like, why wouldn't there be? It's Monday. You know, like they now they have access to me, so they ask me silly things like, hey, Sheon, can you make well, sure that's that the thing. I, that's what that's yeah. why I don't give – yeah, because you go figure it out or message in studio because then yeah, somebody else Yeah, but then I the found that they'll, they'll say things like, hey, Shion, I signed up for class tonight. Did I do it right? And I'm going like, hold on. I mean, yes, you did it right. But what I find, Dwayne, is this. Like, I'm in business to help people. I'm in business to stay in business. I'm in business to grow my business. Um, if I need to give them as much personal service as I possibly can so that they feel – and I'm going to use this term, but it's more old school – like the president of the United States, because people don't treat the president well, no matter who he is. Um, but at the same time, as a VIP client, like they're getting sure. the most important service ever, then um, they're going to be much more ingrained and dedicated to my school without without being like, eh, you know, he doesn't really care. Like I'm available night and day for everybody. If they need my help, I'm there for them as far as signing up, questions they have, what weapons they need, whether they want to buy gear, Hey, can you do that for me? I don't have my credit card with me. Sure, I'll do it. I'll charge you out your card for 150 bucks. No problem. Like, I don't want to make right, it right. difficult. So that's why I do that. I know you are a little bit more selective, and I'm not saying you shouldn't be because I know that you, you know, that's the way you run your life, and you're very segmented and organized as far as when you answer emails, when you answer text messages, so that you have everything done um, a, a certain way. Me, I'm just constantly available, and I do get in trouble for it. Like, put your phone down, honey. We're watching TV. We're at dinner. You know, we're at a restaurant. Like, put your phone down. I'm like, i got to answer this client's question. They could wait, you know. And and my fiancé is right when she says that. But, um, you know, I just want to make myself as available, in the, especially in the onboarding process as possible, in the early stages, so that there's no questions left yeah. un, undone. It's your, it's your, yeah, it's your personal preference. I don't fault you for it. I'm yeah. just not going to do it. And I don't care yeah, what exactly. you say. You're not going to make me do it. No. <laughs> Let's move into let's move into them becoming a student. You know, the old school way for us was what the two four six week, ten week, you know, twelve week calls in the industry. It used yeah. to only be two four six. When I met you, yeah. what twelve, fourteen, sixteen years ago, whatever it was, you yeah. know, uh, you were a great proponent on the the, the, the two four six week uh, all the way up to ten week, twelve week calls, yeah, yeah. which I found yeah. really really important. Um, so I don't know about you. I've gone through a uh, an evolution of different onboarding uh, processes. You know, back in the day, I used to call it the path. You know, it was the right. path from white belt to, to yellow belt. It was the path from yellow belt to orange belt, you know, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Now the, 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 the word that everybody uses is onboarding. So what is right. your um, onboarding process now for newly individuals that are into the program um, and 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 is it set up in a way that maybe uh, it takes them from you know no belt to white belt or white belt to their first yeah. belt or whatever it is? Go ahead. Absolutely. So I found like you know in the old days my teacher taught me the way to do it. If someone asked you, asked him, hey Sheon, when am I going to get my white belt? He'd say probably not for another ten months. Now that you asked, it was going to be tomorrow, but now you're waiting ten more months, and he would truly make you wait. So people were fearful, and they would never ask the question, like, when's my kid going to get their belt, when they're going to do this, when, you know. So I, here's another thing, though, that I became very transparent early on about what's required of a student to get their belt. 
eight classes, five weeks, um, and the curriculum, right? So then I get people saying, well, we did 10 weeks and we did 12 classes, and, and my kids know what they're doing. Why didn't he get his belt? So that became an issue, right? So I think that became a problem too. So now I continuously will walk them through every step. Like what are, and it's pretty easy for everyone listening. You, If you've lived the martial arts for any period of time over like a few years of running a school, you know the commonly asked questions. You know the pitfalls. You know when people are going to complain about something that you didn't do because it's they're com the same group of people at a certain stage in the game are going to complain if you don't, let them know that they're going to get their belt soon or what to expect, right? And if I may tell you a quick story, I, I, I've told this before. I once had a meeting with a parent who had a kid who hadn't gotten their belt. It was a, a, the parent was a, a mom, and um, she was a school teacher. So I sat down, and I was like, she wants to know why her kid's not getting their belt. So I was prepared. Like the whole day, I prepared documents. I highlighted their curriculum sheets. I had folder after folder, how I was going to show her why she shouldn't dare ask me. And then she sat down in front of me and she said, listen, I'm not trying to argue with you or debate you. She says, I'm an educator. And in the public school system, we give people curriculum, then they do their homework assignment, then they take a pretest, and then they take a test. It's a pretty simple process. And then we gauge their progress on the pretest, on the, on the test, and, and so on. That's how they get a grade. She goes, I'm following that modern-day school system mentality, so how do you do it? And I was like, I was, I literally took everything. She didn't see what it was. I stacked it up nice and put it off to the side because my whole entire um, argument was out the window because I heard the logic in her mentality. I was teaching from an Eastern point of view. So I didn't want to change how I did it, but I had to educate the clients on how I did it. So throughout the two, four, six, eight, ten week calls, I'm looking at like around week two, what are people asking me? How do we wash our uniform? Do we, if we got a belt, do we wash our belt? You know, how do we put on the patches? What side do they go if I get them? You know, like how many, how do I keep a record of my classes? When do I get promoted? And I went through all of these things over the course of 10, 10 weeks um, or more than that, two, four, six, eight, ten. It was like almost like four months, five months of all the things they were going to ask me. And I would educate them before they did. That's called preemptive strategy, right? It's like how we train our students. We don't say when someone punches you in the face, then you block. We say if someone goes to punch you in the face, this is how you block so you don't get hit. Yet we were not providing our clients with that same preemptive mentality. We were just hoping they were going to get frustrated and ask us, and then we could explain. So why not nip right. it in the bud way ahead of time to get rid of all that headaches and create fans and, and people who loved us? So that's my theory. So I'm doing that for almost five to six months still, but now I do it via automation. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. So part of our onboarding process with regards to our parents and our kids, they're, again, they're two separate because the parents' questions uh, are different than the kids' needs. Uh, sometimes they overlap, but they are different. So with the student, yes, uh, we've come up with uh, we've come up with uh, training cards, and these training cards are uh, the Spark surveys. Okay. All right. And so what our goal is, one, we want to get them to uh, be, be training at home. We want them to uh, also, you know, get used to getting inside the app and utilizing all of the, the gold that's, in, you know, found inside that app. So, you know, the very first training card that comes out uh, has, let's just say, you know, it, it has a workout where it says, uh, you know, you're going to do, you know, uh, I don't know what it says, but maybe like 10 push-ups and 10 jumping jacks and then 10 squats. After that, 
um, you're, you're going to uh, do your low block 10 times off of each side and then check mark here when you're done. You know, so go to the app, look at low block if you need to look at it, do that. And then now, same thing, front kick. Same thing, you know, this, that. And then they check mark it and then they submit it. And what we've done is, so when they submit it, then they'll get the next video. They'll get the next training card. Um, and so we have a series of uh, six training cards that they go through. Um, and then those training cards, like if they end up getting, and we talk about it in the beginning, that if they end up getting all six training cards, I forget what we give them. Um, I don't know if it's a T-shirt. Um, I forget what it is. But they, if they, as long as they, they do all six training cards, then um, it notifies us, obviously, because of the automations that we've set up, that they've completed all six, and then that we, we get to present them uh, with, I think it's a T-shirt, a TriStar T-shirt, um, wow. in, front of the, uh, in front of everybody. I like it. And that's um, just so – that, that's for us to take so them the through, their, through their first belt level. That is their happen. training card an actual card, and then they get mm -hmm. surveys, or the card training card is mm -hmm. their curriculum, and then they get surveys asking them to go through a checklist of ideas or what they have to do. Right, the, tr right, the training card is an actual survey. It's a digital, it's a digital card, basically, you know, and, but it. it's built on the Spark survey platform. And so it's a training right. – we just call it a training card. And uh, uh, then, you know, again, they, they check mark it off, and then we're able to, to follow it. And then, but That's they great. don't get the I, second I like that. We set them in that automation, but if they don't do anything, um, right. it, they'll get reminded again about it and sent it again to them and saying, hey, remember, if you want to earn your TriStar T-shirt, you need to do this. And you only have, mm -hmm. you know, one more day to complete this. After that, right. it's null and void. You can't do it anymore. Gotcha. You know, that type of thing. So um, that's awesome. It, it it took a while to set up because what you have to do is you know you got it you got to obviously come up with the training cards that you want, but then you have to come up with the uh, the tags that are going to fire off those cards, um, and and the automations that you know coincide with them because it's not I I, I didn't put it all in one automation. I didn't want them to get. Uh, the first one, and then whether or not they did it, they get the second one. I only wanted them to get the second one if they did the first one, and, and then obviously the same thing with the third, fourth, fifth, sixth. They only got it if they did it. Does that make sense? Totally. I, I love it. I think that that's excellent. I, you know, I'm looking at some of the stuff that we're saying. I'm thinking to myself, like, where, are we adding too much work into systemizing like sometimes we make a system and the system has a lot of follow-up and if we don't follow up the system doesn't work and so on but if we could simplify it and automate it um it's going to be much better like i'll give you a quick example for me we do perfect rewards perfect attendance rewards so if someone comes to class whether it be for the little kids eight times a month or for the older people 12 times a month they get a trophy and a certificate they have to turn their trophies in. Once they get four trophies, they turn them in, and then they get a bigger trophy. And then we repeat the process until they get three large trophies. Then they turn those trophies in, and we give them plaques. However, we never had a real official system on a way to track who has trophies. So little Johnny doesn't want to get the bigger trophy. He wants 63 little trophies spread throughout his room. And meanwhile, we're never – the reason why we turn them in is to teach them how to, you know, give back, and we recycle the trophies, Right. 
So um, now we have one kid with 62 little trophies, and, you know, we have to continually keep buying trophies or people get five trophies and they don't turn them in and they quit. So now I have a tag, got their first trophy, got their second trophy, got their third trophy, turned in their trophy for the bigger trophy, you know, that kind of thing. And we're able to really track it because if not, it was just mind-boggling. You know, if you forgot to put a person down and you gave them a trophy, it was hard. So we're making our lives easier by using these systems. So I love your card system, the training cards, and the surveys to really keep people on track. That's by, by the way, by the way, that was not my idea. That was my head instructor, Mr. Bean's idea. He says, what if we do wow. some training cards to get these guys practicing at home? And I'm like, That's okay, great. well, we, we, we really need to come up with uh, how, like, he, Mr. Bean is ready, fire, aim. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't plan. It's just like an idea, boom. And I yeah. love it, but I, like I had to draw back a little bit and go, okay, but I don't want us spending time building this system and, and we don't have a purpose. I know. So let's really solidify this. And you could say you don't love it because you and I are control freaks. Like my guy, um, Ryan, who runs this, runs this school with me, um, he we're rebuilding our showroom and I've been organizing and I'm very like, this goes here and that goes there. So he sent me a video a picture. He's like, look, I just added shelves everywhere. <laughs> They're like, Every way, higher, lower, big, small. I'm like, ah, I wouldn't have done it that way. But I just said, congratulations, you did a great job. Because, look, he just did it. He ready, fired, and aimed and got it done. Meanwhile, I would have been maybe organizing and measuring and systemizing. And sometimes that's just a big flaw when it comes to us because we're so anal about all the stuff we do. Yeah. So check, yeah I don't know and, if I – Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, and I appreciated uh, it, and I and I actually yeah. appreciate him slowing down for me too, because uh, it 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 helps me make sure that we're we're doing things on a methodical basis, if that makes sense. Yeah, I also I don't know if I told you this, but you know, of course, we're still in quarantine, mask wearing, COVID, you know, masks in class, thirty three percent occupancy, and all that. So I developed the system with my, I have characters for my little kids that, you know, it's the eagle, bear, and the wolf, the eyes of an eagle, ears of a wolf, the heart of a bear. So I made three different masks with each character's beak, like the eagle's mouth, and then the bear's fangs and the wolf's teeth, you know, not scary, but fun, but to show the character. And what I'm doing is for every person who attends 12 classes, they get the mask. Now, it could be 12 classes over the course of two months, but once they hit 12 classes, they get the mask, and they're going to cycle. Then they get the next mask and the next mask. So we're using this as a motivational tool for the parents. So I, he's done it. I get a lot of parents. He's done his 12 classes. When does he get his next mask? Like, so for me, it became a, a four- or five-month retention tool um, for me to just keep people active in training and give something back. And it probably cost me about $400 to have all the masks made. And um, I think it's kind of exciting because people are motivated. The kids are motivated. So all these little things that we do are part of the retention, part of the onboarding for new students. Like when, when a parent comes in and says, oh, what do we get for the price? Oh, you get this. You get a perfect attendance. You get a sticker reward system. You get these masks that we're doing right now currently. That's one of our things. And we just keep on doing it. And, by the way, we in the, I have to go back in and change some of the wording to onboard parents so that they know these processes. But um, it's almost like what did they get and what should they expect. In fact, I put that on um, what you get in our program is on our uh, app, and it's in the announcement page, like the prices and what they get for free and what's included. So they could a new person could go on there and just look at that and go like, wow, I can't believe I get all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
Hey, did I uh, remember the martial arts uh, athlete challenge that we did? Yeah. Did I ever show you the the T-shirt that the winners got? No, no. Let me see. You have it on? Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. That's great. Nicely done. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know. You know, I think uh, you know. I think that anything you could do like that, you know, um, it, it just adds to the quality of what we give. Like I remember when I came to visit you, Dwayne, in Chicago. We went to the city of Chicago first, and um, you know, N- Nicole and I. Uh, oh no, last time I was with in, in Illinois with John Gase and Nicole and I went, but I went prior to visit you. We stayed in a hotel in Chicago. And it was like this really beautiful, I forget the name, you recommended it, a beautiful hotel. But, I mean, the concierge was like my personal concierge, it seemed like. You know, anything I wanted, they'd go, hey, listen, let me prepare all that information for you. I'll tell you where to go, what to do, you know, how to get there. Um, you know, and they literally made my four days or whatever staying at that hotel, like, blissful. Like, I didn't have any questions, debates, restaurants to go to. They laid it all out for me with options and so on. I think that we have to be a little bit more um, concierge kind of mindset um, when it comes to our clientele. I know that we're martial arts schools and people should understand that we teach martial arts and we're not their personal servants in a way, but we do want to make sure that they're they're become raving fans, and I don't want to say they're indebted or they're reverent to us in any way, shape, or form, but I want them to know that what we do is so awesome um, that uh, they're not going to think about going elsewhere. They don't want to take their kids out. They can see the future because we've explained it clearly, what they're going to get in six months down the road, what their kid may look like in a year down the road. And we have to continually paint that future. And by the way, that's all part of your onboarding process. If you can think, have the foresight to think a year out, two years out, and, and explain that to the students and the clientele, on the parents, you're going to have a really good go at it. So one of the things that we do in the trial period for the parents is we have a survey called the uh, 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 discovery session. And that discovery session uh, survey asks pointed questions, you know, what they're looking for out of a martial arts program and, you know, just a bunch of different questions. Um, And so that allows me to know what, you know, really what they want to be sold on, if that makes sense. Um, and it gives me the opportunity to make sure that, that we can actually fulfill what they're looking for out of our martial arts program. Because if they're looking for us to be, you know, just a, a babysitting activity, yada, 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 we're not the right thing for them, if that makes sense. And so right, uh, we do that discovery session. Well, once they become a student, and remember I said as a, as a student, the parent has their own onboarding and the child has their own onboarding, you know, with, with, with regards to the training cards, we – after um, after two months, we reintroduce the uh, uh, that survey, the discovery session, and we just call it the rediscovery session. And what we're doing is, you know, do you remember originally what you got your child into the martial arts for? You know, on a scale from one one to ten, how you know how how, how, how like how, what improvements have you seen? You know, in in those areas, and then and then we had different comment boxes. They put different things in, but. Um, we go back and we remind them on why they, you know, sold themselves on the program in the first place. Because as you know, it's important for uh, us human beings to be reminded 
about things over and over and over again. Um, and so that's the, the, that's the small way within the, the next two months that we remind them again of that, if that makes sense. Totally does. I, I, every time you say the training cards, I think of an actual baseball card. And I think of like, you know, and they, that would be a cool concept if you think about like they get these cards with the instructors of your school on them or you or pictures of posed martial arts. And then it has on the back of the card the things they need to do or maybe somehow turn your card system into something like that visually where there's, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff, almost like collector's cards from the school. And they get all 10 cards and they get X or if they complete all 10 assignments, they get this. Um, I, I love the concept. I just love the way it's being spoken about, too. So that's a great, great idea. So awesome. But Listen, I, I just, been... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I want the, uh, you know, I want school owners to, yeah. like you had brought up before, um, the uh, when you come up with a, a question, when somebody comes up with a question, when somebody comes up with a uh, a concern, whatever it is, look at it, obviously solve the problem. But then go back and go, okay, how could I make sure that this is not a problem ever again? Can I use uh, some sort of automation, some sort of video, some sort of PDF, something that, or maybe all three, right, uh, that would solve that problem in the first place so that it never becomes a problem? And I think right. once we start doing that, once we, we look at our onboarding from trial to student, from student to first belt, first belt to second belt, and we really take the time, why can't we, right? Why can't we keep more than 50% of our people halfway through, right? Why can't that happen? Why can't it be yeah. 80%, you know? And then why, why can't it be from there 90% that we keep up yeah. the black belt? Like, like, and, and, and the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we're solving the problems that are coming up. And I guarantee you at least 80% of the problems that are coming up are routine. Routine. Yeah. Everybody's having it. Exactly. Or almost everybody's having it. And you know what I, um, I really want to point out? When I used to be in the landscape construction business, um, many, many years ago, you know, there was no internet, there were no apps, it was just, you know, we're talking like the early 80s, you know. Um, so I would always give flyers out to my clients of all the extra services I did. You know, pruning the shrubs and blowing the sprinkler systems out or installing a sprinkler, installing decks, Japanese garden, fencing, anything you could think of, I did it. However, I couldn't, and I would do that literally every month. I'd give them, leave a flyer telling them what I did. But inevitably, I would pull up to one of my customer's client's house to cut their lawn and see a sprinkler company there putting in a sprinkler. And I'd say, Mr. Jones, why didn't you hire me? Oh, I didn't know you did that. And so, like, every month I leave you a flyer. You know, um, so, you know, they're putting in a deck. I'm like, I could have did that for half the price. Why didn't you hire me? Well, I didn't know you did that. You know, and I'm like, there's a big picture of a deck on the flyer, you know, like, but, but so the point of the matter is, is we have to be repetitive. I, the biggest flaw, I don't know why this is, martial artists sometimes feel like if they ask for things more than once or they mention things more than once, they're bothering their clients. They're like, oh, I don't want right, to call, right. you know, I, I have a prospect, they asked me about classes, I called them twice. I don't want to call them more than twice because 
like, God forbid, what's going to happen, Dwayne? They're going to get mad at you and never, you never use you. Uh, I mean, if you don't follow up, that's going to be the same outcome anyway. I mean, if that's, right. if they're sick of you, stop talking about it, you know, just at that point when they tell you that. But at the same time, we have to continuously, repetitively be communicating to our clientele on a day-to-day basis because, listen, they're busy people. They have a family of their own. They have a job of their own. They have a life of their own. And they're not going to remember everything that we've said. Even though that we looked them in the eyes and said it, they're not going to remember that. So we have to be repetitive with communication. The same thing goes for the onboarding process. How many times have you showed someone how to tie their belt? Right? How many times have you said, no, Mom, let me do it for you. This is the way. And uh, and they'll say, ah, forget that by the time I get to the car. And I get it because it's not in their wheelhouse. So we have to be repetitive. We have to be continuous. So um, that's my message of the day, too, when it comes to onboarding and communicating. We have to really be good at it or else, you know, we're wasting our time doing a system that's not worth it. Yeah, agreed. Well, I hope this, uh, you know, I hope the uh, listeners, everybody on the call, um, you know, got something out of this. Uh, it sounds to me yeah. like you you, uh, you got the training cards as an idea floating around in your head. I love it. Definitely. Yeah. And I learned also I like the app. With the um, with the and Darren also said that there's another app that he uses, um, but uh, you know so when you're doing a video and you're walking through your studio, you could have a teleprompter so you're looking right in the camera and reading it, and looking like you're talking into the camera so it doesn't look like you're reading from a script. Um, that's a big one. I, I um, you know I also and the like separate the onboarding processes too. You know the separate onboard, yeah. onboarding where you you you're you're talking to the parent during their onboarding process, but then you're 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 talking to the kid or the student yeah. during their onboarding yeah. process because it's two totally different situations. Yeah, and I also like and by the way, during the onboarding, you should also be upselling. Um, so you're onboarding and saying, hey, by the way, when you get to your white belt level, you're going to need to buy this gear. We only buy the gear from our store. These are all the different options. When you're ready, you come to me. You're prepping them ahead of time so they know, hey, listen, we also have available little warrior T-shirts, you know, like and that this is the style and the design, and we have this little toy, and we have this, or we have this game, or we have these tools, these weapons. All of that's part of the onboarding process also. Well, throw this out there. Uh, the other part of the onboarding process is if you guys do it, are, are you know, parents' night out, special events, uh, birthday yeah. parties, self-defense seminars, whatever it is. Summer that camp. needs to be in summer camps, you know, that all needs to be in your onboarding process. So within your first 90 right. days, there are things that you're talking to the buyer uh, about and obviously the, the the user. And sometimes they're one and the same, um, but, but you know, if you if it's a kid, they're, they're not. Right. And also I loved what you said, too, um, that you have, uh, you know, uh, a commonly asked questions section that could be on your app or it's on your, you know, we have it on our website, but that's more like commonly asked questions when people join. How about commonly asked questions after people join? And that could be on your your app or, or on your website in a private secured right. area or in an email that you send to them. And you can have videos for every question. And if you have all your videos hosted on YouTube, you could just have the link. So people read the question and they click the link and they get the answer. So, I mean, there's so many other ways to make our jobs easier and make their lives better, and um, I think that that's phenomenal. So, I mean, we gave them a lot today, a lot of what we call golden nuggets, right, that we've given out. And, uh, yeah, I thought it was great. So, good job today. I appreciate your time for your call and helping me and giving me a few good ideas, too. My pleasure. All right. Well, you have a great day. Uh, Listen, guys, uh, share. 
share our podcast with your with your friends. Send them to schoolowner.talk.com. They can register to uh, get it sent right to their mobile device, right? Where we we uh, you know you talk about this quite often, Allie, that we have people that clean their studio at night and listen to our podcast. So uh, you can yeah, do yeah. it that way. Uh, of course, if you're doing that, you're you're not writing down notes though. So you might want right. to uh, take time to write down some notes as well. But you can find us on on uh, on your favorite podcasting um, uh, stream. Yeah, and don't and then. Don't yeah, forget about our sponsors, too, right? That's where I was going, yeah. So, uh, obviously, Spark membership. In fact, just a little tidbit, I was uh, uh, texting with uh, the creator, Ron Sell, today, and uh, he's, he's, uh, he's going to do a podcast with us. So, it's going to come up here in the future. And uh, awesome. also, uh, also, Lead Hunter Media with Gus Lopez. Uh, he's our Facebook guy. So, uh, reach out to him because he will get you a lot of leads. And uh, yeah. uh, in, uh, Elite Insights, and that's Allie's website company. So uh, hook up with Allie if you need website work or you have any questions with regards to websites before you move forward and, 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 and creating one. Uh, and then last, and by the way, uh, you know, Allie's got his, uh, his uh, PDF, his tips on creating the best website. And I'm not, I know I'm not saying the name right, but, but get on that website. Go to EliteInsights.com and just put your email address in and, and uh, get that info from him. Yep. And then, you. Um, you know, uh, I know our last call, we had uh, my coach, Mike Storms, on with regards to health coaching. Uh, that is an addition uh, to my programs now. And I'll tell you what, man, it has been phenomenal. Like, when we get off, the, when we get off this call... I've I've got like eleven or twelve people that I'm I'm uh, getting in contact with. Like yesterday, I just signed up uh, two other people in in health coaching with me. Uh, one was a, a dad, and uh, then or, or a husband. And uh, later that evening, he's texting me while I'm working out. You know, I went lifting with my friend last night, and uh, yeah. he said, "Hey, my wife wants to do it." Can, and so I just took a break from lifting. I got on my phone and set him up, and I said, here, she's all set up. I said, all she's got to do is go in and put her credit card info in. And he's like, all right, boom, 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 and it was done. So uh, if you're looking for an extra stream of of, of revenue for your school, um, you know, reach out to me. Or if you're looking to lose weight and you want to do that too, uh, because uh, it, it is a full health coaching program. All right, Allie, nice to see you again. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, Dwayne, talk to you soon. Everybody have a great day. Sayonara. I appreciate it.